Hey, all right. Thank you for listening today, friends. We are out here recording again in the Arizona sunshine. I am very grateful to be in shorts and a t-shirt, or shorts and a tank top, actually. I'll probably take the tank top off here pretty soon. It is nice and toasty warm, and I am very happy to be working on my tan. Uh, Happy Valentine's to all of y'all who are celebrating, and uh, if you are on your own this year or Valentine's is not your favorite time of year, Big hugs and good vibes out to you. It is uh, can be a challenging day if you are on your own, speaking from experience. But okay, uh, what is new and exciting? Uh, we're wrapping up after Black Canyon. Uh, last week's episode talked a bit about it. Uh, it was a long and busy weekend. I volunteered, I paced my friend Emily to her 100K finish and volunteered some more and then dropped her off at the airport and then uh, drove back down here to where I am now. So it has been an adventure. Uh, You can actually hear the wind kicking up right now and the wind chimes in the background. So that is good. Um, And a couple weeks ago I did a Desert Dweller Wisdom episode and realized I forgot a bunch of other desert dwellers because shortly after I recorded that, uh, saw a bunch of javelina. Saw four javelina when I was driving at night. And that brings my lifetime total of javelina sightings to six because last fall in new, two falls ago, uh, fall of 2022 in New Mexico. I saw a couple out there. So uh, I've seen six and four of them last week. So I wanted to do a little bit because I thought, hey, if I see that many things at the same time, there's probably a message for me. And Havelina is not in my animal medicine deck. So I did some research online and thought I would share that all with y'all today because there are a number of different qualities associated with it. So perhaps Havelina has shown up in your life. You've seen some on the trails. You've seen some wandering around. Uh, maybe it's some one of your spirit animals. Maybe it is something you're fast by. Maybe you've never even heard of a Havelina and you're going to get onto your search engine of choice and check out and see what in the flying hallelujah they actually are. They're small, kind of like a peccary uh, or a pig. Um, If anyone has a great sense of humor, I can link a hilarious rendition of the three little pigs. Like you've never heard it before. Um, It's very good. But anyway, uh, without any further ado, uh, javelina. And some of the key words for javelina, some of the things to ponder are strength, resilience, adaptability, deep connection with the natural world. One of the things that Javelina can remind us or uh, get us to to think about, ponder, is um, imagine that you're in the wilderness and like a Javelina, you would be navigating the twists of turns of life. So Javelina also faces challenges head on, right? We've got Javelina, we've got two uh, males that have some of the tusks. So that is for defense. So, you know, you're out there, strong, adaptable, connected with the world and you're going to face stuff head on. Uh, Havelina can be the symbol of creation, resilience, and adaptability. And they're also connected to earth and an integral in the formation of the natural world. So I'm going to elaborate on these kind of one by one. Uh, first one, resilience for Havelina and perhaps quality you see in yourself or in whatever you're thinking of. They survive in harsh environments. You know, we're out here in the Arizona desert. We are 
I am out in the Arizona desert. You might be listening from wherever. Um, but it's a harsh environment. So the javelinas survive out here. They have food. They find water. Uh, they root stuff up. They survive. So uh, with that, and with that as part of you know their, their qualities or what they do, their uh, habitat, their ecosystem niche, their role in the community, um, that can remind us to weather the storms of life with fortitude. You know, it's can be harsh environments sometimes. Things can be looking bleak, perhaps. Um, Hovland reminds us, hey, things can get better or that we can be resilient, we can be strong in the face of those challenges. Whew. The next one, uh, connected to the earth. So, you know, grounded, um, four, four hooves on the ground, four legs on the ground. So they are always connected with the earth, um, sleeping on it, living on it. I mean, that goes for all animals, but javelina, um, there's a lot of rooting and digging behaviors. So, you know, with that, that's can this lead to a different, deeper connection with the earth, as well as opening up the earth for other things to grow. Um, habitat modification, landscape modification, you know, digging up roots so that other animals might have a habitat, other animals um, might go and sleep in there, uh, other plants may grow into the areas that they have uprooted. They can also be considered a scourge and a pest because of that. So, you know, javelina hunts are not unheard of. And uh, I would imagine many people are familiar with the wild boar hunts and whatnot in Texas. So kind of a cousin, but uh, similar thing. Okay, next thing we got is uh, community. You know, javelina, like I said, I saw four javelina, probably a family group traveling together, uh, skulking about and rooting through the garbage and recycling, uh, but also the desert landscape that is this part of southern Arizona. So that community aspect, you know, we can think of our javelinas are social and they often travel together. So that can remind us or does remind us of the importance of community cooperation and mutual support, you know traveling solo uh there's a lot of stuff to do it's a lot easier to travel with some or maybe not easier to travel with someone different traveling with someone because there are two of you so one can hold the bags in the airport while the other one goes to the bathroom uh someone can navigate the map while the other is driving uh you know someone can set the tent while someone else is cooking dinner so you know community is important uh, as well as wherever you are you know having a network of friends having a network of colleagues or co-workers people that you can connect with on a semi-regular basis or regular basis to cooperate with um to support each other in whatever form that may take you know i'm part of the trail community i'm part of the lake community out where i live um, volunteer with a couple other places um offer energy healing sessions so there's a number of different communities and people that i support and that support me in various ways so there's that importance of having a social network community network third one Protection. I talked about this when um, they're facing the challenges head on. Uh, javelina have sharp tusks and very keen senses. So that those those two qualities, those two uh, attributes, if you will, inspire us to protect what we hold dear. Javelina itself embodies the spirit of protection and defense because you've got those tusks to protect, or they've got those tusks to protect themselves. So. You know, thinking about that, um, what's important to you? What are your senses telling you? Is it things you can see, things you can smell, things you can hear, or your intuition, or some of the other senses? Um, the sense of temperature, the sense of pressure change, uh, being aware of wind. Um, took a great eco-psychology class, and they talked about the 54 natural senses, and it expands significantly upon the five that we are conditioned into um there's a lot more that are out there that 
I feel our actual senses. Um, so yeah, if you're, you're curious about that, uh, send me a message uh, at Cactus Moose. I can happily share more about that because I enjoy reading ego psychology and I do a lot of my own ego psychological analysis. But anyways, um, so yeah, Hapatina, Havelina is inviting spirit protection and defense. Grounding. Talked about this briefly, but all four hooves, a strong connection to the earth. So through that, um, Havelina symbolizes grounding and stability. Oh, I said that. Grounding and stability and reminds us to stay grounded in our own truths. And that is important. You know, we all have our own unique perspective on things. Um, there are many sources vying for what we should or shouldn't believe or who we should or shouldn't associate it with. Um, and that's all right, but it's important to stay grounded and know who you are and what you think and be able to seek your own truth um, in whatever level that is, uh, you know, whether that's diet, whether that's exercise, whether that's various preferences that are out there, whether that's uh, career or vocation, whether that's how you choose to live your life, um, you know, do it, do it for yourself. The next one, uh, adaptability. Havelina live in the desert. I saw them in the saguaro forest. So uh, Havelina thrive in various landscapes, and that reminds us of the importance of adaptability and change in our lives. You know, out here, um, when I saw them, it had been raining off and on for a week. It doesn't really do that very often in Arizona. I feel uh, kind of lucky that I got to experience desert rain and the smell of creosote and see flooding and flash flooding and then see how quickly that all dried up, all those backyard lakes and things dried up, uh, as well as how fast everything turned green. All of a sudden there was grass on the side of the freeway and there's grass in the backyard here and the ocotillo leaves are blooming or are turning green. Um, that's fast. So, you know, the desert... The desert can change very quickly, um, and Havelina can adapt to that. You know, hey, if, if it's flooding, where are you going to go? Um, if stuff is turning green, are you, where are you going to change your food source? You know, they are very aware of the changes in the atmosphere, changes in the environment, uh, what's greening up, what's not, where food might be, where predators might be. So, again, like for us as humans having our own experience here, uh, it's important to be adaptable and know that their change is constant. Uh, sometimes it's life ebbs and flows. Sometimes it's more extreme or pronounced than others. But uh, change is going to happen, whether that's job commute or location or where you live or who you're dating or who you marry or if you have kids or where you travel or anything. There are thousands of decisions we make every day from what to wear to when to go to the bathroom to what to put in our coffee. Um, so can you stay adaptable? Can you, you know, be okay with change, with things being different? Uh, it can really help to become more flexible. <laughs> the next one, uh, grimness on Valentine's Day. So fertility. Uh, how to breed fast? the source I said referred to it using the word prolific. So, um, yeah, uh, as a result of that, with the prolific breeding, there's lots of babies and Havelina populations can explode very quickly. Um, some cultures see the Havelina as a symbol of fertility and abundance. Something to ponder, perhaps, you know, um, in what areas of your life uh, could some fertility be sown or what areas are ripe for abundance or for new things to grow? Not just children or whatnot, but um, 
you know, finances or love or opportunities or hikes, races, walks, uh, creative outlets. Uh, what all might that be? The next thing. All right. Courage. Javelina live in the desert. There are a lot of predators out there. There is a lot of, well, it's a harsh environment. Like I said, not a lot of water, not a lot um, of food at some times of the year. And predators are out there. Coyotes are out there. Uh, there's all kinds of things that potentially could sting and or bite you. Uh, wasps, snakes, Gila monsters, scorpions, etc., etc. Um, the territory of other Javelinas, um, coyotes, mountain lions, bobcats, all kinds of things. So with that, we know it takes courage to live in that environment and to not just attempt to survive, but to thrive out there. Uh, it also takes courage to face predators. And you know, like I said, Javelina will square up and face the predators head on with their tusks and in some cases go right after them. So, you know, with that, um, those qualities, Hovelina symbolizes courage and bravery. And through that, that can also inspire us to face our fears and move beyond them. You know, fear, there are a number of different acronyms for it. Uh, false evidence appearing real uh, is one that I recall from a while ago that I've kind of hung on to for a few years now. Um, but that's good, you know, and sometimes there are things, you know, the the key to your dreams, the key to your life is on the other side of your fears. And you have to, well, I guess you don't have to face them. You can choose to, um, whether you choose to or not, whether that's public speaking, whether that's spiders, whether that's something else. Um, you know, there are ways that we can mitigate those, that we can look at our fears and uh, manage them so that they may not control our lives. Some great great resources out there if you are curious about that uh, send me a message i can connect you with some links at cactus moose on instagram or cactus moose at protonmail.com uh all right and then uh, the last one this kind of ties to the family stuff I mentioned earlier but cooperation you know that group of four that i saw most likely it was a family group and they would have been fairly close-knit um, you know, they'd be working together in most cases so that reminds us that having people around, whether it's friends or family, um, they need to have community and cooperation in your life. It's very hard to, you can do it. And there's a lot of things you might see in pop culture and attempted normalization by the news of doing everything on your own, but that's very hard and very tiring and exhausting. So, you know, community and cooperation is very important. Then we can focus more on that than on stepping on everyone, than on laying off thousands to make more money for corporations, etc., etc., etc. You know, to sort of summarize, um, well, the Havelinas thrive in diverse habitats. Uh, you know, the, the arid desert, uh, all the way to the lush forests. I think just even in Arizona here, there's driving from. <laughs> Tucson to the top of Mount Lemmon, uh, start about 23, 2,500 feet, and you go to over 9,000. That is the same as driving from uh, Tucson to Banff, Alberta, in terms of what you see um, for environments, for habitats, uh, for tree species, for animal species and everything. So, you know, with all of that, um, that's a reminder that Pavlina could be potentially anywhere in Arizona and we are they are adaptable resourceful and embrace change so with those keywords you know perhaps the message for today is 
whatever is happening in your life, can you be adaptable? Can you be resourceful? And can you embrace change? They're deep questions. Only you can answer them for yourself, but you never know until you try. Hey, and we are back for part two of this episode. But before we go into that, I'm going to share a little bit about uh, what happened in the intervening time when I was recording. It was quite quite the series of uh, fortuitous events that have gone on. Uh, like I said, I'm down in southern Arizona. It was way, oh, definitely warmer than 70 Fahrenheit, over 20 Celsius yesterday. That was absolutely gorgeous. And I actually got to work on my tan, like I was sitting outside without a shirt on. It was great. Really realized how much I appreciate being outside and how hard it is to be inside for everything. Um, Curiously, and this is before I record the next part of this, uh, I've been reading a book called The Golden Spruce, and Sarah gave it to me, um, just checking that out. It's about a golden spruce tree that was on in the Queen Charlotte Islands, now known as Haida Gwaii, um, off the coast of BC, where British Columbia joins Alaska, way up there in the Pacific Northwest. It's wet and cold, or cool, Damp, uh, lots of fog, very challenging seas. Uh, very, very neat book. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, have some thoughts about it. I'm not going to share them, but uh, here. But uh, if you have read it or do want to read it, like definitely uh, message me once you're done. Love to chat about some of the things there. Talk a lot about the how humans have destroyed environments um, by logging, going all the way back to Europe and the British Isles and the east coast of North America. Um, a lot of stuff, but uh, I decided I was going to record about coyote or coyote today, and I meant to do it yesterday, didn't get around to it for timing and other things that were going on, and uh, lo and behold, today when I started reading that book, um, there's a reference to one of the character or one of the people mentioned in the book, it is in nonfiction, um, referring himself as the coyote or coyote and I was like wow well that's really neat um haven't seen any coyotes yet this, today uh didn't hear any this morning um normally around uh sunrise is around seven right now normally around like six thirty. there's a at least a family if not two families that are nearby to where I am at the moment um didn't hear them today but not that they're not there um so yeah, I just thought that was a, a neat coincidence to um, have that show up. So perhaps uh, there's more to this reading, uh, more to this information that might have some relevance in your life. For uh, This is part two of Desert Dwellers. Um, but okay, so uh, medicine cards, coyote, coyote. There are a thousand myths and stories about coyote, the great trickster. Many native cultures call coyote the medicine dog. If you've pulled this card, you can be sure that some kind of medicine is on its way and it may or may not be to your liking. Whatever the medicine is, good or bad, you can be sure it will make you laugh, maybe even painfully. Also, I am aware that they just began jackhammering across from where I am recording. Friggin' awesome. Trickster on the way. You can also be sure that Coyote will teach you a lesson about yourself. Coyote has many magical powers, but they do not always work in his favor. His own trickery fools him. He is the master trickster who tricks himself. No one is more astonished than Coyote at the outcome of his own tricks. He falls into his own trap, and yet, somehow, he manages to survive. He may be banged and bruised by the experience, but he soon goes on his way to even greater error, forgetting to learn from his mistakes. He may have lost the battle, but he is never beaten. 
Coyote teaches us the beauty of our trust and innocence until we become too serious. Then Coyote backtracks to trick us out of the pompousness that masks our fears and seriousness. If we forget to be children and take life with laughter and ease, Coyote appears to pester us until we let go of the inner pain that keeps us from knowing the joys of life. Coyote is sacred. In his folly of acts, we see our own foolishness. As Coyote or Coyote moves from one disaster to the next, he refines the art of self-sabotage to sheer perfection. No one can blindly do themselves or others in with more grace and ease than the holy trickster. Coyote takes himself so seriously at times that he cannot see the obvious. For instance, the steamroller is about to run over him. That is why, when it hits him, he still cannot believe it. Contained within the trickster medicine is the humor of the ages. The cosmic joke is not just on ourselves, but on everybody else, if they are following coyote or have strong coyote medicine. Someone like this may be able to convince others that a skunk smells like roses, but the fact remains that it's still a skunk. Snooze time is over. Watch out. Your glass house may come crashing on the ground at any moment. All your self-mirrors may shatter. And when you destroy the illusion of who you are to others and be yourself, you will have restored your innocence. There are many sides of ourselves that we show up to others. This is almost always what we want them to see based on which face would bring us approval and acceptance. We must learn to shadow the mirrors of self-importance and to laugh at the expectations or projections that others send our way. Coyote is you, me, booby traps, jet airplanes with toilets that don't work, blind dates, and all the humorous and whimsical things we encounter along life's way. Get ready for more of the laughs. Lots more. Go immediately beneath the surface of your experiences. Ask yourself what you are really doing and why. Are you playing a joke on yourself? Are you trying to fool an adversary? Is someone tricking you? When was the last time you did something just because it was fun? On the other hand, you may not be conscious of your own pathway to foolishness. You may have conned yourself, your family, your friends, or even the public at large into believing that you know what you are doing. Perhaps you are balled up in your own machinations. You have created a befuddling, bewildering, confounding trick. Pick up the juggler eyes from the ground and put them back in their sockets. See through the genius of your acts of self-sabotage. Find it amusing and laugh. If you can't laugh at yourself and your crazy antics, you've lost the game. Coyote always comes calling when things get too serious. The medicine is in laughter and joking so that new viewpoints can be assumed. If you have coyote medicine, you may use it to make stuffy old fogies light up, or add cheer to a party, or to break a death grip conversation with ease. Look at the positive side of sabotaging nosy questions about your personal life. Have fun telling some gossiper that you just returned from St. Trapez in your new Learjet. So that's Coyote, Coyote. A lot of information there. A lot of curious questions to ask oneself. Um, a lot of things uh, that may have some relevance in your life, perhaps, or perhaps not. Uh, I think one of the big messages is to have a sense of humor and to pay attention. Um, Maybe to let go of expectations and let go of the way things need to be and laugh and just embrace life in all the funny, messy, chaotic things that can happen. Uh, the best laid plans of mice and men go after I. There's a lot, a lot in there. I think one of the big things for me, one of the big takeaways is um, the importance of laughter. And I think of over the past couple of years, uh, the challenges faced and times where um, there were what felt like real challenges and not a lot to laugh about. And I look now and see, wow, yeah, how important laughter and fun and 
adventure and things are in my life and the reminder to stay light and to be positive and be encouraging. So not too much more I can add about that, but, uh, you know, perhaps if you hear the howl of a coyote or happen to see one running across the road or even, you know, on the side of the road is roadkill, um, maybe perhaps ask yourself some of these questions. Where are you being too serious? Can you lighten up somewhere? Uh, are you putting on a facade to do something for someone and hide your true self? Um, so yeah, that's some good ones, but, uh, it is a gorgeous day out here. Uh, I can hear the wind chimes are getting started to go. Um, then we go outside and do some yoga, um, get myself outside back in the fresh air, uh, just enjoy being outside, work on some more of the projects I'm working on, got a few sessions this afternoon. Um, as always, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, guest suggestions, uh, curious about a session and what it all entails, um, feel free, connect with me. Instagram, at uh, Cactus Moose, is the easiest way to do that because it works across multiple countries. And uh, yeah, this is uh, mid-February already, 2024. So getting ready, getting organized for um, spring and summer and looking at all the adventures I have um, both coming up over the next six weeks and then uh, for summer and beyond into Havelina 100 in October. All right, friends. If you get a chance, please leave a five-star review um, or leave a five-star rating, uh, send it, leave a review, uh, send this to your friends, and yeah, if you'd like to be on too, hit me up with a message and we will uh, get talk to you about your story and what you've learned from uh, taking the path less traveled. All right, until next week, friends, have a wonderful day.